This is Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. Shotgun snap to Carr, walking right, fires towards the sideline, Renfro grabs it, gets away from a tackle at the five, dives towards the end zone, touchdown Raiders! Fires down the field for Renfro, and it's intercepted by Sutton at the Steelers 30! Renfro laid out for it, Sutton beat him to the ball, and Pittsburgh takes over on a pick. Three, two, and the loss here in Pittsburgh, Link, ends any hopes of the Raiders making the postseason as they lose to the Steelers on Christmas Eve, 13 to 10. Live from the Underground Lounge at the Oyo Hotel and Casino, this is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Coming into the sounds of Jason Horowitz on the call right there on Christmas Eve, right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. The Raiders dropped to the Pittsburgh Steelers 13-10 in a game that was very winnable. Shoulda won, shoulda, woulda, coulda. The story of pretty much the season for the silver and black but here we are with you the day after christmas we are at the oil hotel and casino it's our monday night spot we're here for every monday night football game tonight it'll be the chargers and the colts and really i'll tell you this as i'm looking around at the many tvs they have here in the underground lounge they have a lot of food specials a lot of drink specials as well i'm looking at espn i'm looking at the local news but i'm also looking over and seeing law and order SVU. So I don't really know which one I'm more a fan of. I don't know if I'm really into ESPN and the coverage leading up to Monday Night Football or if I'm looking over at this TV in the far where it's got Law & Order SVU, one of my favorite shows on TV. So tomorrow I'm kind of torn today as there's many different options. You know I'm a sucker for a good Law and & Order. And you know, you know I've seen it already. Whatever episode this one is, you know I've probably seen it a hundred times. Like they're always on repeat. But man, I'll tell you, as soon as I look over and I see I see Mariska, I see, <laughs> I see Benson, I see uh, Ice-T, you know, I see uh, Officer Tutuolo. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, man, I'm good to go. So there's a pl- plenty of options, let's put it like that, for you to watch different things here at the Underground Lounge on this Monday night in preparation for Monday night football. And like I said, we're here and we're locked and loaded with all kind of prizes. I have a, feels like I'm at a, 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 a shopping a shopping spree or something, man. I have all these T-shirts here, Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts on hand. We uh, we really got loaded up. We got a lot of tickets to give out. We've got the Hop Valley, the Hazy IPA, which is the official craft beer of the Raiders. Uh, we've got that to give out. My man, Big Game James, is here doing his thing. You know, but he's real. James, I don't know, and he's got his headset. He's got, I'm going to bring him on real quick. I don't know if you heard me last week talking about you uh, on the air, but I was saying that, you know, you never really get too fired up about anything you're like real chill and and cool and calm so when i walk away from the from the table and all of a sudden it's like demand saying all right q's got about 30 seconds i hope he'd come back it's like james would jump on and be like hey q man you might want to come over here man like you got about 15 seconds like you're so chill like you're never too fired up about it man i just try to just keep it all all wrapped up man. <laughs> <laughs> look he's still good he's like man, i'm just trying to keep it the main I'm thing just you just keep it chill man <laughs> especially with these raiders this year man. <laughs> that's right well this big game james is here with us as he always is we always appreciate his efforts as well and i told you man you always keep it low-key i think it's something about that name james man you got that name james you're just gonna be chill you know you're not gonna get too fired up we got slow jam james who hits us up all the time he's like q jermaine illuminor is doing a fantastic job just want to let you know that is still my guy. 
So we like to have a lot of fun around here, man. And why not, right? You got to have a lot of fun when you're talking about, well, when you get to do what we do on the daily, uh, it should be fun. If it's not fun, we're doing it wrong. I'll tell you right now, man, I pulled up into the parking lot here, and there's always free parking at the Oyo at the Underground Lounge. And, man, the parking lot was jammed up. Jammed up. I haven't seen the parking lot jammed up like that. And I guess because it's the holidays, the day after Christmas, there's a lot of folks that are coming into town, a lot of folks that are leaving town. And we even had a we even had a moment of a standoff at the at the uh, at, at on the parking spot. Right. One guy was leaving. I was about to pull in. And all of a sudden, the lady kind of walked over and was like, oh, I'm reserving this spot. And I was like, oh, we're doing it like that now. Like We're doing it like that. <laughs> so I thought about it. There was two options I had here. Right. In this situation. You know, young Q would have, you know, probably probably said something was like, oh, yeah, you ain't saving nothing. And I'm going to park right here because that's what I'm going to do. But older and wiser Q thought about it was like, well, I can do this. I can park there because she ain't going to stop me. Right. I could park there if I want. But then I got to be gone for the next three hours. So I want to make sure that the car is fully intact when I come back. So you know what? You can go and have that spot. So I, uh, you know, I just said, you know what? It's the holiday time. I'm gonna let you go ahead and uh, have that spot. And I found me another good spot. But it was, it was pretty funny. It's packed though. It's, it's, it's really busy, man. The streets are busy right now. So a lot of folks out having a good time. And uh, again, the spot to have a good time is at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We do it every Monday night with Raider Nation Radio 920. Demond Cotton's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, as he always is, making everything go. And we have a lot of good guests coming up on the show today. We got a lot to get to clearly on this show as we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the Raiders losing to the Steelers in a game that they definitely should have won. 2.30, Ed Green, ESPN Las Vegas, and the RJ. He joins us each and every Monday at 2.30. He'll do the same, talk about the game, talk about the season, talk about some changes that we might see for the last two games, both being games at Allegiant Stadium this upcoming Sunday will be at the San Francisco 49ers. And then the following week, I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday yet, we have not got confirmation, but the Kansas City Chiefs will close out the season at Allegiant Stadium. So the next two games, uh, both home games, but we don't know if it's a Saturday game, Sunday game, what the time is, what the time slot is for that final game of the year. At some point, I'm assuming sooner rather than later, the NFL will let us know, but they have not done that yet. So Ed Grady will join us at 2.30. At 3.30, Vinny Bonsignor, who was actually in Pittsburgh, was in the Raiders locker room following the game. He'll join us, and he had some really good sound when he uh, caught up with Josh Jacobs in the locker room following the game, and Josh Jacobs, needless to say, was very angry. And I'll tell you what, man, I love the passion from Josh Jacobs. And I talk about I talk about the dude all the time because he's a hell of a player. He's a hell of a leader. He's just kind of been that dude there's a reason why the, the other captains in the locker room wanted him to make sure he was a captain the rest of the season uh, just because of the guy he is. And he was fired up. He was angry. And a lot of folks was like, oh, he's out of here. He's, there's no way he's going to resign with the Raiders now. I'll tell you what, just because a guy is fired up and just because a guy is mad by the way that he was used and not getting the ball uh, enough, especially in the second half of that game, doesn't mean he don't like the team and he don't want to play for the team. It just means he has the passion and the will to win. That's, the, that's what you want. I wish there was more players that were pissed off and angry. Right? That's, that's what I like to see. I like to see a guy anger, angry and say, you know what, this is unacceptable. Right? I just wish that the Raiders had a couple more of those dudes. And, look, I wasn't in the locker room. I did not make the trip to Pittsburgh. Vinny did. Right? And, and just in a, the slight communication I've had with him in between Saturday and today, you know, he said there wasn't many guys talking in the locker room. He also got a little bit of sound with Max Crosby, so we'll hear from Josh Jacobs and Max Crosby, both from the Raiders locker room on Saturday. But he said there wasn't many people talking. It was real quiet. And as you can expect, no one likes to lose. Man, losing is tough. Right? There's a reason why guys celebrate victories because they're so hard to come by in the NFL. And this season has been a tough one for the Silver and Black, man. It's been really a tough just punch to the chin, 
right? And, of course, Raider Nation knows it's been really a, a, a kick in the belly or a kick in the stones if you really want to. I mean, it's, it's, been, it's been a tough season for Raider Nation. And so uh, I'm, those guys in the locker room, man, they, they were hurting as well. But we'll talk to Vinny about everything going on with the Raiders, what he saw on Saturday night, what he thinks may be moving forward with the team. Of course, the quarterback position is going to be a big-time conversation. Other players who are under heavy scrutiny and evaluation right now, that's going to be a heavy topic for the next two games, right? Who wants it and who doesn't? Who wants to be a member of this team and who doesn't, right? I think there's going to be some jobs that are going to be won and lost in the next couple of weeks. And there's probably some jobs that have been lost already, right? And so we'll talk to Vinny about all that coming up at 3.30. And then at 4 o'clock, a guy who was there on the scene – uh, not only Vinny, Vinny was in the press box, but a guy who was on the sidelines. And I say it all the time, sideline reporting is the best job in the NFL. That is one that I would take, I would sign up for every day of the week and twice on Sunday. If the Raiders call me right now and was like, Q, we want you to be our sideline reporter. Done. <laughs> done. Say no more. I'd be that dummy where I'd be like, okay, done. I wouldn't even ask him how much it pays. I wouldn't ask him nothing. I would just be like, where do I sign? Right? That's how much I enjoy sideline reporting. I would love to be that guy. And, uh, again, I'm going to continue to try to pound that table to be that guy. But – I'll tell you what, on Saturday, I was not jealous of this guy, Steve Weiss from NFL Network. He was on the field. He was on the field in that cold, cold weather. And I'll tell you, every time they went to him, I felt bad because he had to be on TV, right? I mean, it's one thing to be on the radio and be the sideline guy, so you can, you know, you can look cold. He was trying to look like he was supposed to normally look, right? And you could tell that he looked cold. Lips are chattering and everything, you know, the wind blowing and that's a tough position to be in, but, I mean, he's a seasoned veteran. He knows what he's doing, and, and he did a hell of a job. Steve Weiss is going to join us at 4 o'clock, talk about what he saw from the Silver and Black and the Steelers, for that matter, uh, from the sideline. He'll do that at 4 o'clock. And uh, we'll also hear from head coach Josh McDaniels. He met with us today earlier at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. So we'll hear from him around 3 o'clock. We'll focus on Derek Carr and what Josh McDaniels had to say. And then around 4.30, we'll focus in on what Josh McDaniels had to say when it comes to Josh Jacobs and his usage, and we'll hear from Josh Jacobs as well. So we're going to kind of split it up. I thought it was a really good presser earlier today. Only a few of us were in attendance. A lot of people were still traveling back, so uh, everyone wasn't able to make it there. But there were some really good questions asked, and I think that Josh McDaniels really gave some good answers, and then he also gave some noncommittal answers. So we'll, uh, we'll get to all that coming up on today's show. Ed Graney at 2.30, Vinny Bonsignor at 3.30, Steve Weiss from the NFL Network, at 4 o'clock. Those are the guests on the show today. We're at the Oyo, the Underground Lounge, inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Let's jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now, I know that the game has been already kind of dissected and looked at up, up down, every side around, you know, how did they win? How did they lose the game? You know, what, what happened? What went wrong? There was a lot that went wrong for the Raiders. I mean, they get out to a really good start. That first drive was surgical, right? It was awesome. And that pass to, to Hunter Renfro and that move that he makes to get into the end zone, I look over at Vegas Jess, I look over at the wife, and I'm like, okay, okay, they got something cooking now. This is going to be one of those days. And then ultimately that was it. That was the last touchdown right on the first drive which obviously can't happen. The Raiders made, made the Steelers or gave the Steelers so many opportunities to stay in that game. They could have put them away so early, and they didn't. And, the, again, that's been the theme of the, of the season. It's not just the game. I mean, I could go up and down the game and break down every play, every quarter, everything that went wrong, 
but it almost feels like I'm recycling. I'm rinsing and recycling, rinsing and recycling, rinsing and recycling because they've done it so many times this year. And so that's the frustrating part. I will say one thing that stood out to me in a major way, and I've said it on the show so many times, that the Raiders need playmakers. How many times did the ball get tipped up in the air and nobody came down with it? I couldn't tell you how I many. Every single time the ball got tipped up, I was like, all right, someone's there to make a play. There was like four guys around the ball multiple times. And they couldn't come up with the play. They need playmakers. They don't have enough guys that want the ball. There's guys that, that want to stop the ball, want to knock the ball down, want to tackle the guy with the ball. Go get the ball. See ball, get ball. I don't know how many times that ball was floating in the air after a tip and the Raiders just let it drop to the ground. On the other side, anytime the ball was tipped and went up in the air, guess what the Steelers did? They came down with it. There's a difference. It's a difference of being a good defense and making, making, making stops and getting the ball back for your offense, and then there's making plays. Denzel Perryman made a play. Unfortunately, the Raiders gave it right back the next play. But that was a play that he made. But how many times did they have opportunities to come up with a big play that could have, again, stepped on the neck of the Steelers and instead it allowed them to hang around, hang around, hang around? And what do we always say? You allow a team to hang around, hang around, and hang around, they're going to beat you. And the Steelers did. And, again, it's just happened way too many times this year, and it's the most frustrating thing ever. So as we've talked about evaluation season, it is full-blown evaluation season. I don't really care that there's a mathematical, some kind of crazy scientific math problem that you can do, some science project where they can find their way into the postseason. That doesn't matter. This is not a postseason team. Even if they made it to the postseason, what do you think they're going to do? I mean, seriously. Not, not trying to sound like Debbie Downer, but let's be honest about the situation. Is that a team that you think is going to do anything in the playoffs? Because I don't. It's frustrating. It's very frustrating based off what you've seen. Not one time, not two times. I feel like LeBron. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Right? I mean, that's just, it seems like that's the, the, the same story, different day. Rinse and repeat. So that's just my little rant about the game that I just had to get off the chest. But we know today is... The day after Christmas. So what traditionally happens the day after Christmas? Folks get a lot of gifts at the house, and they want to return them. So Raider Nation, what are you returning? Let's just keep it real. Every day after, the, after Christmas, after the holiday, folks return the gifts that they don't want. You get something that, hey, your family thought was great for you, and you know what? You weren't a fan of it, so you're going to take it back. So now that you look at the body of work that you've seen this season with the silver and black, what would you like to return? What are you like, yeah, you know what? Sounded good, wasn't so good. I'd like to return this. And there's a lot of different ways you can go, and I know there's going to be a lot of creativity, and I ain't mad at you. The more creative, the better. You can hit us up at 702-365-9200. Also, our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Of course, that's brought to you by the DLC. Definitely appreciate them. Uh, got a bunch of texts coming in already, uh, but I want to hear from you. If you have an opportunity to return something for the Raiders, I don't care what it is, all bets are off. Right? I mean, there's only two games left in the season. There's a lot of evaluation going on. So you put your evaluation cap on. Vice Raider is in the building. What's up, my man? And all you got to do is decide what you're going to return. Don't return everything. I don't want like five, six, seven, eight things. Just hit me with one thing that you would like to return. It's the one gift that you're like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I'd like to return that. Again, 69187, keyword R&R. Also, 702-365-9200. I know we got some callers waiting. Uh, and Demond in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Who we got up first? We got Nat in Henderson. Nat, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Up, Q, Demond. Hope your brothers had a wonderful holiday. Yes, hey, sir. So, uh, so 
Look, man, when you said, what would you like to return? My wife said something funny to me the other day. We're season ticket holders. And she said, what do you think we should do about these tickets? <laughs> okay. So, so I'm like, no, we're not going down the road of what are we going to do with our tickets. You know, the season is about over. There's no consideration of getting rid of my season tickets. But, you know, this, this is where we are. Right. Because yep. she sees this differently. You know, because I don't know. I, I don't want to say guys don't do this, but generally women are keeping an eye on the dollars. Yep. So I'm like, listen, let's just slow this down. We're going to give these guys, you know, next season. This season's pretty much freaking over. Yep. Next year, I'm sure they're going to make some changes. And I hate to be the one to say this, but I think the quarterback position is going to be front and center for the Raiders. I'm not sure how they're going to make these changes. But I just think, and I love Carr. I mean, this guy has been great for the Raiders for several years. But I guess the definition of crazy is to keep doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So, yep. um Listen, I just thought I would, since you said, you know, what would you like to return? I was like, man, I got to call these guys because first thing out of her mouth after the game was over, she pulls me aside and goes, what do you want to do with these tickets? Well, wait a minute, girl, we're not doing anything with the freaking tickets. <laughs> so, so, look, man, I hope you guys have a wonderful new year, but I just thought I had to call in, Q, because... You just you just hit me the nail on the head for me, brother. So in any case, man, go Raiders. I'll be at the game this weekend, and uh, let's hope we get we got two games left. Let's hope we can get two victories out of these bad boys. Peace, brother. Hey, thank you so much for the call. Great stuff. And if you're at the game, man, if you get there early, make sure you come by the torch. We'll be there early. Uh, do the pregame show. Q's kickoff. We'll do around ten o'clock. 10 to 11, pass the sticks on to JT the Brick and Eric Allen leading up to kickoff. So if you have an opportunity, man, come on by. But great call. And you know when he says, when he says that his wife is talking about returning the tickets, I got a couple things on that. One, my wife would do the same thing. <laughs> She'd do the same thing because, man, her, uh, her, her and, uh, and Nat's wife could uh, get along real well. They'd be like, you know what? We spent a whole lot of money on this, and, you know, we ain't really seeing a return here. So what are we going to do? See, that's what happens, man, when you, you, you marry a banker. Right, so you know that everything is counted in our house. <laughs> like, wait a minute, hold on. This is actually, we can get better value here. I mean, man, I'm telling you right now, she's the one in the grocery store that when they have the little price tag where it says how much it costs, she's the one who'll look at, like, how much everything costs per ounce. Well, actually, per ounce, this is actually more expensive than this one. I'm like, man, just get the one that we know. But, no, she, uh, she, she, is, she, is, uh, she is counting all the dollars, so I understand where you're coming from that. And the second thing I got to say about the tickets, where you're talking about, the one concern I have, and I'm going to be 100% blunt about this, and we're going to talk about it all week here on Radio Nation Radio 920, I am very, very concerned about what it's going to look like on Sunday. Straight up. Very concerned what it's going to look like at Allegiant Stadium on Sunday. I'm going to look out at Allegiant Stadium. I'm going to look for a sea of black. And unfortunately, I think I'm going to see a sea of red because I think a lot of people that have season tickets and have tickets are going to be like, yeah, thanks, but no thanks. And they're going to sell their tickets to the highest bidder. And the highest bidder is probably going to be a 49er fan that wants to come to, to Vegas for, uh, for New Year's and then go to the game while their team is, you know, about to make a run into the playoffs. That's just my gut feeling. I will be pleasantly wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. But that's what my gut feeling tells me is that it's going to be a sea of red 
on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, especially with the status of where the Raiders are right now uh, and not really playing or, uh, you know, jockeying for a playoff position. They win that game against Pittsburgh. Things may be a little bit different. But now that they lose that game, I can see people feeling differently. So I will say it, and I know JT says it all the time. You're going to sell your tickets, fine, but sell them to a Raider fan. Sell them to a Raider fan. Do yourself a favor, but I understand. You know, I understand money, man. I know how money works. Money don't see no colors. Money don't see no team colors. I mean, I just that's reality, right? That's reality. As much as I hate to say it, like I said, I want you, if you're going to sell your tickets, I want you to sell them to a Raider fan. But if you ain't got a Raider fan that's offering you whatever the price of the ticket you're looking for, and there's a Niner fan right there, I can't begrudge anyone for making their money, right? We all do it. We all got to make our money some way, somehow. So that's, that's my concern for the game on Sunday is that there's going to be a whole lot of red in the building. And, you know, it might be two weeks in a row of a lot of red because Kansas City's coming to Allegiant right after that. So uh, great call to get us started, Nat. I do appreciate you, my man. And uh, we'll see exactly what uh, they got going on this Sunday. And, again, if you have an opportunity, man, come on by the torch and say what's up. It would be great to uh, hang out and, uh, you know, share a few moments with you. Uh, 702-365-9200. DeMond, who's up next? Passionate Raider. Passionate Raider. Merry Christmas. What's on your mind, brother? Man, Merry Christmas, Hugh and DeMond, man. You know, this, you, you asked that question of what will we take back. You know, this past couple months, this, this certain situation happened where, you know, we, we knew what we had last year. You know, and I was a big, big harper on, com- on commodity within that team. And, if, and, and, and us real fans know with what we've seen with the way that team bonded last year, with everything that was going on, there was one key factor in that team, and it was that coach. And we had guys playing for each other. We have guys here that are not here now. You know, you can go around and try to buy the biggest names and the best this and the best of that. Football is mental. Football is so mental, and if we are not seeing it this year with our quarterback of how mental the game can get to a man, I, I, I think Derek's a great human being. As a Raider quarterback, I am hard because we've been doing it. But in the reality of the situation, you have to realize what this man has gone through in nine years here. It is more than any human quarterback has ever had to deal with, and it comes a time in a man's life where you break. He had comfort and camaraderie with what he had last year. I would have liked to see the Raiders kept the same coaching staff last year, make a couple upgrades with some players, but that team was playing like a Raider team that we have not seen. And I think that if we would have kept things the same and, and not went out and got these names for one more year, I think we wouldn't have what we're going. But when it comes to the mentals I'm saying about Derek, you get, you get this guy here, you get this guy here, and you take these pieces away. Now Derek's mind frame is, now i got to try to perform to this guy who is my best friend, like brother, and try to make sure I'm feeding him to make him feel to where he's not going to. It's all mental cue. And, it all, it's, and sometimes too much is too much. Now, if, if the Raiders are going to move with what we're hearing and everything from today and what we're seeing, if you don't see on the field how, again, like I said, everything with Derek is going down when it should be going up right now is because it's the mental part of his game that is messed up right now. So if it is the best move for him and for the Raiders because we can't keep flip-flopping coaches, we have to keep the coach and, and whatnot at least for four years, at least because we've had so many so if it's the best move for everyone involved to where Derek will get, and maybe Derek don't even want to play football no more. We don't know that. But right now, with what we're seeing as a man before a football player, 
We are watching a man get broken down to where he's on his knees. He's crying in the press conferences. And I'm not knocking the man because my heart goes out for him right now because he's really it's – a, it's, a, it's a no-win situation right now. We got to do what we got to do. This is a business in the NFL with the Raiders and what they have to do to keep that stadium silver and black and to keep us fans cheering for the teams that we love. And sometimes the hardest decisions you have to make in life are going to hurt, but they end up being better for the human being before anything else. And that's all I want to say to Raider Nation. We love what the man's done for us. We know it. It's hard to say goodbye, but sometimes you got to do what you got to do, man. And we got to go out here and play these last two games against the teams we hate the most and know we got all this going on and it's not going to be able to be the way we want it to be, but we're still going to be hollering. All right, there he goes. Passionate Raider. Merry Christmas, man. Thank you for the call. And, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want to, you know, write the obituary on uh, on Derek Carr. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the next few games. Uh, there was some, you know, talk about Derek today in the press conference with uh, head coach Josh McDaniels, and I'll say that there wasn't a whole lot of commitment from him, and we'll we'll hear what he had to say a little bit later coming up at 3 o'clock. We'll hear that, but it very well could be. You know, it feels like it's it's coming close. You know, the, the career is coming close to an end uh, with the Raiders, but, again, you know, this is just – what we're going off of based off of, uh, you know, gut feeling. So who knows what they're planning moving forward. But thank you for the call. Uh, one text off the don'tbebroke.com text line. Uh, the difference in tip balls is the Raiders weren't close enough in coverage to get the tip. Steelers were close enough in coverage to make the play. I'll tell you this. I'm tired, uh, Vic, the drops from Foster. Uh, we need a competent backup tight end along with the defense. And, yeah, the, the drops from, tight, um, from Foster Moreau were, uh, <clears throat> you know, too much. You know, and, and there's, there's just – it seems like there's just times where he's just getting in his own way, right? I mean, it's just – I don't know what it is. Maybe he's not expecting to get the ball as much. I don't know. But it seems like more time than not, the ball's glancing off his, off his hands and either ended up in someone else's hands or falling to the ground. And then, of course, that was that big penalty that he had as well on the face mask that, that negated a huge run from Josh Jacobs that could have been a big difference maker as well. As far as the Raiders weren't close enough in coverage to make plays, they have four guys around the ball, right? I mean, look, it's, it's, I get it. You're not going to make every play, but more times than not, the ball is – when it floats in the air, somebody's got to be there. Somebody's got to lay out. Someone's got to jump and dive. Someone's got to give some kind of extra effort. I don't see that. It's instinctual. It's instincts to go get the ball, and I don't see the instincts kicking in with the Raiders to go get the ball. The Steelers find ways. If the ball's bouncing, they'll hit it again. They'll hit it again. They'll bounce it up. They'll do whatever. You know, that, that was the difference. They created turnovers, and the Raiders didn't. The only turnover they created was a Denzel Perryman interception, and then they turned it right back over. And then when the Steelers missed field goals, guess what? They didn't take advantage of it. You also have to take advantage of those times as well. There was too many opportunities that they left it out there, and they didn't take advantage, and that's not going to work. Let's take one more quick call. Rich in Oakland, you're up next. What's on your mind? Hey, what's up, Q? Uh, first of all, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's to all y'all. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a rough season, you know. It's a rough season. It's been rough for the past. I don't know, man. For the longest time, as a Raider fan, right. there's no other fan base like the Raiders, you know. No other fan base that deserves the Super Bowl more than us. But it's like uh, like that other caller said: you keep doing something over and over and over. That's insanity. We got a nine-year rookie quarterback. That's what we have. You know what I mean? I agree. I get it. He's a great guy. Goes out there, he cries at the podium, shows emotion. What about us? I've been crying on the inside watching this dude as my quarterback since 2017. 
I watch a lot of football around the, around the league, Q. I don't just watch Raider games. A lot of Raider fans just watch Raider games. That's all yep. they watch. Yep. So they don't know about other QBs. They don't know about other QBs elevating their teams to win. You know, and that's what we don't have. We have a leader, a league leader uh, in interceptions. We have a leader in the worst red zone percentage in the league since 2014. The worst red zone percentage in the league right now. Three interceptions to start the season off to get us all going. Great job, right? Three interceptions to finish the, the dagger to put the nail in the coffin. Three interceptions. The defense gives you time after time after opportunity after opportunity. I know they stink. Anybody can see that. But they're giving you shots and you don't take advantage of them. And now is getting the blame on Josh McDaniels. I don't know about McDaniels. I don't care for him, honestly. I just want to win. But if he keeps Derek, then they can both go after next year. And I don't think he's going to keep Derek. It's like it, it, it's time, Q. You watch a lot of football too, yep. and you know we don't want to bash. We don't want to bash on Derek. I love Derek, the human being. I just hate him as my quarterback, Q. I don't hate him personally. I just hate the fact that we're stuck in mediocrity time yep. after time after time. And scare money don't make no money. The Chiefs had Alex Smith, who won playoff games, who won games that mattered, and still went and got Mahomes, bro. Yep. So sometimes yep. you have to take that leap, the leap of faith. The Raiders haven't won nothing with Derek. They're not winning with him. Let's see what happens without him. It's over with. I'm tired. I'm done with it. We deserve better, Q. Have a great day. I'll talk to you all later. Maybe, you know, starting next year, brother. Take care. All right, thank you for the call. And, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. You're, you're spot on. You know, scare money, don't make money. I say it all the time. And I'm not a gambler. But, that's, I mean, that's facts, right? That's, that's exactly uh, what it is. And at some point, like you said, mediocrity is what you're accepting, and you want to do better than that, as everybody should want to do better than that. So, yeah, I get it. I 100% get it. There's nothing wrong with wanting more, with wanting better. Uh, I said it years ago that I feel like Derek Carr, uh, he stabilized the quarterback position, but now he – now, now the Raiders need someone to elevate it. They just absolutely do. The question is, how do they go and get that? And that is what I've been wondering. Uh, so I did a whole podcast about it today. How do they do it? What's the next step? That's going to be the question for the future. But coming up next, Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas, and also uh, uh, the RJ puts all his great work in the RJ. We'll ask him that question. We'll ask him what he saw in that game on Saturday and a lot more. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. We're in the underground lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. Raider Nation Radio 920, Monday Night Football. We're here each and every Monday night. We've been talking about returning gifts because that's what, well, that's what you do the day after Christmas. You go and return what you don't want. So I threw the question out there, what would you return Raider Nation from the silver and black? And Keith hit me up on Twitter and said, hopefully it isn't past its return date, but I'm going back to 1998 when Coach Davis interviewed Bill Belichick but went with Gruden, returning Gruden and keeping Belichick. And Keith as, as convenient as that would be, I think that that expiration date has come and gone. <laughs> Just, I mean, matter of fact, not only has that expiration date come and gone, that store that you were returning to is long gone, right? I mean, they didn't change the name of that store five times. So <laughs> there ain't no way that you'll be able to return that uh, going all that far back. But I do appreciate that. Join us now on the phone lines from the RJ and our sister station ESPN Las Vegas is our good friend Ed Grady. And, Ed, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Hey, I, started, I started out the show saying – 
another day, another Monday, same old story, same old song and dance, right? You have a lead, yeah. you have a chance to put a team away, you don't, you come away with the L. What have you seen this season, Ed, that has been the big disconnect? Why this team cannot hold on to a lead and cannot put a team away? It's a great, great question. Um, it could be it could be both sides of the ball. We saw the other night they have this great drive to open the game. Uh, they look like they're on a roll, even you know, despite the elements, although both teams played in it, so never like to go there because it was the same for both teams. But mm-hmm. And then 30 yards in the second half, um, which is just even in those elements is amazing that they were that bad in the second half. Sometimes it's been defensive breakdown. Sometimes the offense can't get the ball going. Um, you know, a lot of people say adjustments at halftime. Um, you know, I, I'm not so sure about, you know, all that because we're not in the locker room. We're not sure what they're trying to adjust to. But it's been a kind of a smorgasbord uh, um, cue of, of everything, and uh, it's not good. Um, and listening to Josh McDaniels today, I was taken aback by some of his comments and, and, and where he was really, really um, uh, honest and forthright about what might happen here in these last few weeks, uh, and it probably some things that should happen. Yeah, no doubt, and there could be some th- some things happen with the quarterback. You know, there could be a yep. chance that we don't see Derek Carr the rest of the season just because they don't want to let let him risk injury with his uh, contract situation. That yep. if he were to get injured, but let's talk about the quarterback position. Uh, Josh McDaniels today was noncommittal when it came to Derek Carr and really his future. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? I mean, we've been hearing that the final four games were going to mean a lot for Carr and his future, and others on the team as well. That game on Saturday, man, it wasn't a glowing review that Derek Carr should be the guy moving forward because it just was a bad performance. Again, the elements, but the elements were the same for Kenny Pickett as well. Yep. So what did you think about Carr's performance, and what do you think that that means for the team moving forward? Well, he got outplayed by a rookie who's had two concussions. Um, that wasn't good. Oh. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the picks were good. Um, you know, you make the best point now. Uh, they, I don't think because of Miami they can't be eliminated tonight with the Chargers, but look, they're 6-9, and nine, so it's not going to happen. Um, and you make a great point about the contract that if he's hurt, you know, they could be on the hook for the money. So this will be a very, very interesting uh, next couple of days, Q, as to what they want to do with him. Um, you know, and, and you and I have talked about this. Uh, for all we know, the decision's been made, and they, know, they either know they're going in a different direction or not. Um, so I, I, for him to say they haven't had discussions about it isn't true. I'm sure they've had a lot of discussions about it, as they should, by the way. Right. Um, you have a quarterback who's, you know, if you bring him back, guaranteed a lot of money next year and, 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 you know, against the cap and everything. So you should be having these conversations and you should be, you know, getting together and, and exploring all options and thinking what, you know, what can we do? And if we do move on, who can we get this better? And I think that's kind of lost in all this. Um, mm-hmm. There will be a market for Derek Carr. There's no question about that. You could go down, and you know the league as well as anyone, you could go down a lot of teams where they would take Derek Carr as their quarterback right now. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think that they've talked an extensive um, time about it. They might have already made up their mind. I'm not sure about that. But this will be very interesting these next few days to see what happens um, in terms of playing him or not because you're risking injury and you're risking a lot on the back end, like you said, of the contract. Yeah, and for anyone who doesn't know, if he were to get hurt in one of the last two games, then his $32.9 million salary for next year and $7.5 million of his 2024 salary would become fully guaranteed. So that's the $40 million risk that you run in the next two games to throw him out there for really games that don't matter. So, I mean, it very well easily could be Jared Stidham season for all we know for the next two games, right? I mean, there's a a strong possibility. They probably, because of their, you know, their, I heard someone say the other day, well, see what they have in Stidham. They know him well enough. Yeah. 
I, I don't think they need to play him to know what they have him. If, if they if they sit Carr down, it's the contractual stuff and, 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 and that sort of stuff. It's not because they need to know what they have in Jared Stidham. They, they know him well enough. They brought him here. They've worked with him before. So it's not a situation where, like, boy, we really don't know how have him. Jared Stidham, let's see if he could be a bridge or be the guy. Um, it's going to be all contractual with Carr. And, man, that's a – you know, every time you step on the field, you risk injury. Um, yep. And that is a – that's going to be an interesting decision here in the next few days, you know, I guess if the Chargers lost tonight and they still think there's a chance, there's an outside chance. Um, but with these two last games against who they're playing and being six and nine, I think they would probably, you know, understand that it's not going to happen. And then they're going to make the decision best, you know, based on what they think they feel about Derek Carr. So um, it's interesting, man. I mean, it's going to be interesting next few days at that, at that facility. And if they, you know, if they let anything on in terms of who's playing on Sunday. No doubt about it. Again, Ed Graney is our guest here on Raider Nation Radio 920. You can check Ed out on the ESPN Las Vegas on the Press Box with Tyler Bischoff, 7 to 10 a.m. And all his work is in the RJ. The Review Journal does a fantastic job with both. Damon uh, has one for you, Ed. Go ahead, Damon. I don't want to be too presumptuous, but we're already going down this road. If, they, if the team decided to sit their card, do you think they would be within their rights to, or the players, the other star players on offense, let's say Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams, for these guys to shut it down for the rest of the season as well? That's a great question, Damon. I, I don't know how those guys would feel. I mean, you know, it's this is a, this is not a good situation in any form. Let's no, be honest. No, One, they're six and nine, and two, they're now deciding what to do with their quarterback based, you know, probably based on a contract. So, how great question? How this would go over in the locker room? I don't know. Um, they're all competitors. We saw what Josh said after the game the other night. He was not happy at all. Nope. He was not happy with some of the play calling, and you know, he thought they should have stayed with what in his mind would have worked. So. I can't answer that in terms of how they would react, but there would be a reaction internally. Um, and, you know, a lot of that stuff is kept in-house a lot of the time. But you know what? This has been a team, as, you know, Q's been there for a lot of this, uh, this has been a team that their star players have not been, you know, afraid and not let back sometimes when they have feelings on their mind. Um, we've seen it in the locker rooms. We've seen it with Devontae. We saw it with Derek. We've seen it now with Josh. Um, we've seen it with others. So it'd be very fascinating if they sit them to see what other players have to say about it, uh, if they were, you know, if they're honest and truthful. And like I said, there's a lot of those guys in that locker room who have who have been very willing to, you know, impart their impart their opinions on things. No, they have, and Josh was very upset after the game, and, and that's okay. And uh, Ed, I said earlier, I actually like that. I want to see more guys angry, right? I want to see more guys upset because yeah. you know there's a lot of things that they're doing on the field that's not good enough to get it done, including, you know, not catching the ball, like in Foster Morrow's uh, example, not catching the ball or penalties yeah. that, that negate big big runs or not capitalizing on interceptions. I mean, it's just a lot of, a lot of execution is not going the way it should on the field. But uh, nope. as far as Josh Jacobs goes, you know, with, with the comments that he had after the game, the season that he's had, and what Josh McDaniels had to say about him earlier today, it really, to me, Ed, feels like there's no doubt that they're going to bring Jacobs back or at least attempt to bring him back. Yeah, he. Um, uh, I saw on Twitter is a good point. He doubled down on him and not as much on his quarterback um, today, which was an interesting uh, point I saw uh, out there today. Um, I I think you're right. Um, I and look, he's leading the league in rushing. I, I think they realize what they have in him. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to try to bring him back. Um, and you know, I mean, heat of the moment, emotional. You can, you know, as as Josh, Josh McDaniels kind of talked that off in terms of the comments. You know, um, you know, even Josh and Daniel said, look, I wasn't happy after the win either or after the loss either. Mm-hmm. You know, he probably had some things to say. You know, he's not going to usually say in a press conference setting. Um, but I'm with you on that, Q. I think um, when you heard him today, it was more support of him. 
Um, and I do think I do think there's a much better chance than I met of like six, seven, eight weeks ago. Think that they're going to bring him back. Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm telling you, the way he doubled down on how much he, you know, I love JJ, or I love the guy, you know, it just, it just seemed like that that's the kind of dude that he wants, uh, you know, to, to go into games with each and every game. Yep. And regardless if they gave him his fifth year option or not, it just feels like, yeah, that's definitely one of the guys that we need to have. And look, he's more valuable yep. to the Raiders than he is to any other team in the league, right? I mean, oh, he's, yeah. he's earned a really big contract. But he also wants to win, and with any team that's a winner, they're not giving big-time money to a running back. And, no. and You know what I mean? If he goes to a team like, like the Jaguars, and I know that they're better this year, but if he goes somewhere where there's just a big money dump, then they're probably going to be a bad team anyway that just is loaded with money. So it's really, I think for him and for the Raiders, he's more valuable here in Vegas. I think he's far more valuable here in Vegas, and that, that's a great point. You know, Contenders aren't going to you know, break the bank usually, usually for running backs. Right. Um, I think he's earned what he's going to get, and I do think you know. I, you know, he look emotionally when they don't pick up your fifth year option in the beginning. You know, there's some hurt feelings. Yep. Um, that that always happens, and that that's fine as well. Um, but the season he's had, and I think you know the primary being the primary guy and how highlighted he has been. I think for him, he's probably gotten over that and would like to remain a Raider, um, and he'll get paid if he does. So I'm with you on that. I think he's far more valuable here than he would be elsewhere. Um, and I, I have a good feeling about them bringing him back now. Yeah, I do too. Again, we're talking with Ed Graney here on Raider Nation Radio 920. And Ed, just got a couple more questions for you. One of the big frustrations I have when it comes to the defense is they're good players on that defense. They do what they have to do. Max Crosby, we know the kind of season he's had. Denzel Perriman had a nice interception on Sunday or on Saturday. Excuse me, but... It's to me too many times the ball's just floating in the air, and it did it multiple times on Saturday, and they don't come up with the interception. They don't yeah, come up with that yeah. big play. Ed, I feel like they don't have enough playmakers on that side yeah. of the ball. No, I think you're right, and I think that's what we're going to see. You know, they, look, they've got to make changes defensively on the roster in the offseason. It just hasn't been good. They still flashes. You know, you kind of feel bad for them the other night. You know, you, you, but you, I don't know if you, you were in my boat, but when they got the ball back with three left, Yep. And I did. By the way, I did not like him throwing on third and five because I thought he should have burnt clock or forced him to take a timeout. I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. But once they got the ball back with just under three, I don't know about you, but I looked. I looked at my son. I said, "Well, here you go. They're going to drive and score." Yep. Because you're just conditioned now. Yep. You know, as, as as much as you know, they struggle. You're just conditioned now to know or to think that they're just not going to make the play defensively, and they absolutely have to make it. Um, that's a great point by you. I I think they need more ball hawks. I think they need more guys to create turnovers and get turnovers and. You know, Denzel, like you said, made the nice play. I don't know if he's going to play again this year. Chandler gets hurt. Don't know if he's going to play again next this year. They'll probably keep them both out. I would think they would if it's in, if it's serious injuries at all. You don't play them the last two games. Right. But you're right. And I think when they go to make their roster decision next next year, that's going to have a lot to do with what they do defensively. Um, no matter who the coordinator is, uh, no matter who's running that side of the ball, um, I think you you make a good point about what they need most on defense. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Ian Rappaport put out earlier, Denzel Perryman suffered a dislocated shoulder and pass rusher Chandler Jones was carted off with an elbow injury. Wouldn't expect well, to see either going no. forward. And I think that Denzel had surgery as well. I thought I saw yeah, uh, he's post. Not, so, I, mean, yeah, I he's, wouldn't. I mean, in the last two games, we're talking about Carr. If anyone's hurt at all right. in any serious fashion, I wouldn't play anybody. No, no, not at all. It wouldn't make any sense at all. Well, uh, Ed, thank you so much for your time, my man. What do you got coming out on the uh, RJ that we should be on the lookout for? We'll keep uh, keep our eye on the Raiders all week. Have uh, some year ender stuff coming out locally about what's happening in Las Vegas in 2023, and then a uh, a, uh, a feature about a, a coach I think people want to read in town who's really suffering some very serious health battles, but uh, he's staying 
staying healthy by being around his team there in high school. So that'll be coming out uh, soon as well. Oh, yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Final question for you, Ed. I forgot to ask you this. Sunday is New Year's. The 49ers are coming to town. What are your expectations for what the stadium, Allegiant Stadium, is going to look like as far as fans? Ooh. Did not, well, Niner fans up in the uh, wine and cheese area might have some money to buy those tickets up. Yeah. Because <laughs> usually we like to, you know, you, you sit there and see how much the other team's how much the other team's up. You know, I would hope if you spend the money on those tickets, you know, you, you go to the games, you, you know, you, you, you go to these last two games and are good fans of the team. I mean, they've got a great fan base, the Raiders. Yeah. Um, and those, those tickets are not cheap. I mean, I think if you spend the money, you should go to the games um, and finish it out with them. Uh, so I would hope that that would be the case, but um, you and I both know fans, and they can be a little fickle at times, and uh, mm-hmm. we might see a lot of Niner fans in that stadium queue. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking you're going to see a lot of red in Allegiant Stadium, yes. and it's going to stick out like a sore, sore thumb. Yes. So there's that. All right, Ed, well, thank you so much for your time, my man. You, I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Thanks, Q. All yeah. right, there he goes, Ed Graney, ESPN Las Vegas. Also, the Las Vegas Review-Journal does a fantastic job with both. 2.47 is the time. We'll take a quick break. We're at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino with Raider Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got about a minute with Max Crosby coming up in just a hot second. Vinny Bonsignor had an opportunity to catch up with him in the Raiders locker room following the game on Saturday. I did want to get to a couple quick texts as we get here at the Underground Lounge inside the Oyo Hotel and Casino. We're here every Monday night, Monday night football. Tonight will be the Chargers and the Colts squaring up on many of these TVs. Right now they've got ESPN. They've got the local news. And, well, Law and Order's not on anymore. Now it's a, a hoop game. So, okay, there's some uh, hoop action going on as well. But you can come on by, check it out, have a good time with us. Drinks, food specials, all that going on. Vice Raiders walking around here winning money. So a lot of good things are going on. Uh, I want to hit this text real quick from the 707. The previous caller said it perfect, and if I could give back anything, it'd be the staff change. Carr and everyone played for the last staff with a fire. There's only a few pieces needed. doesn't matter the contract size or the stars out there. This staff's influence seems more disjointed, perplexing, making suspect calls that even players don't get, and in a roundabout way, points fingers at everyone but themselves. And you know the saying, when you point the finger, you have three pointing back at you. But I guess we're in it now and just can't keep changing complete staffs. I just hope that the plan they are instituting becomes successful quickly. That's a text from the 707. And I think it's going to be easy for everyone to kind of look back and say, yeah, should have just kept the old staff. And and you know what? Maybe you're right. You know, the only thing is if you do that and it doesn't work out right, then everyone's, you know, it's one of those, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, right? Because if you do just say you stick with the same staff and it doesn't work out and say you're having the same similar season to, to what the Raiders are having this year or worse, then everyone's like, why did they think they could just do it again? Why, you know what I mean? So it's so hard to, to make that, that decision. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, you always want to make sure that you're improving. You're giving yourself an opportunity. And from my angle, it looked like this was the, the right opportunity to improve yourself. And it looked like, hey, you're bringing in a guy that had different opportunities to go to many different places but chose the Raiders as, hey, this is where I think I can win. So to me, it felt like the right, the right move. Again, it's easy to look a year later and say, eh, maybe it wasn't. But, you know, I'll, I'll say that I was, I was guilty of it as well. And I said it while Coach Basaccia was still part of the team that I didn't think he was a, a long-term answer, solution at the head coaching position. And you see he's in Green Bay as a special teams coach. So it's not like anyone else went and hired him as a head coach. Not meaning that he can't be. It's just meaning he isn't. So 
it's always a tough call, man. It's easy to second guess when things aren't going right. Uh, but if things are going great, then it'd be like, oh, that was a great call. You know, so it's, it's really tough. But I, I totally understand that and understand why that'd be something that someone wants to give back. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick, 702-365-9200. Family Dad in Henderson, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Man, you remember me, Lenny, my family's had great conversations with you while we were out there supporting you. But my, re- my biggest things that I want to return is the last eight or ten draft picks over the last three years. Every mm. time I see a good play, there's a guy we could have had. There's yep. a wide receiver we could have had. There's some, t- some uh, defensive ends. There's a defensive tackle that we should have got, that cornerback. Those mm. draft picks that we had over the last three or four years, the top three or four guys, just kills us. Yeah. Just kills us, you yep. know? Yeah, no, that is fantastic. Great call. And, uh, yeah, man, definitely appreciate you. And uh, always glad we uh, get to talk to you for a few minutes uh, either here or Buffalo Wild Wings or wherever the case may be. Uh, family dad right there in Henderson. And that's a great one. The, the, the draft picks, especially all the first-round picks that they had that just didn't pan out. You know, and it's, it's easy, again, kind of talking about the coaching staff and going back and saying, well, woulda, shoulda, coulda. But even in that situation with, with some of the draft picks, they were just so far off. Right? I mean, really, it was just like there's some that you, you know, there's always people who say, okay, this guy should be around this. This, this is when this guy should be drafted. And then all of a sudden you hear like a Damon Arnett, and you're like, wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> and so I thought that they were onto something. When they picked Damon Arnett, I was like, well, hell, they must know something that I don't, I have no clue about because I had never even thought that he was a guy that would even be drafted in the first like two or three rounds. Right? I just, I always thought he was the other corner at Ohio State across from Jeffrey Okuda. I never thought he was the corner right i was just like oh he's just another corner uh, and from what i remember is not even a guy that really liked football like tried to quit on ohio state a couple times so those picks like that i mean when you start seeing guys like justin jefferson and realizing you could have had him when you look at guys like uh trayvon diggs playing in uh, dallas as a corner could have had him you know there's so many different guys and i hate playing that game but man if you go back like uh, family family dad and henderson said you go back at the last even three years of drafts three or four years of drafts you say Ooh, coulda, woulda, shoulda, didn't. And that, that is, that, that I understand uh, completely. 256 at the time. When we come back, we'll hear from Max Crosby. Plus, we'll hear from Josh McDaniels talking all things Derek Carr as he met with us earlier today at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. This is Red Nation Radio 920.